Happy Wednesday, y'all. It's time for our little health nugget on Wednesday night. And I'm going to continue on with the curse causeless shall not come. Where we stopped last time was uh, our hero, Nord Davis, had been to the retreat. And he had been studying and went to all the lectures and read the books and listened to tapes. And he was beginning to learn what the cause was for all of these things. So um, let me just read the last paragraph where we had left off four or five nights a week. A a lecture on health is scheduled for guests at the retreat. I went to every one. I also borrowed tapes of lectures previous to my arrival, trying to find the key. One phrase kept ringing in my ears, cause and effect, cause and effect. For every cause, there is an effect. Or as Solomon so wisely phrased it, so the curse causeless shall not come. Proverbs 26, 2. Well, if that's so, and the Bible is right, then disease is not the cruel hand of fate striking at random. It's the result of a cause. The curse causeless shall not come. That is why the saint and the sinner get sick with just about the same regularity. Fundamental church music seems to deal as much with getting out of this veil of tears where there is no more suffering as it does about uh, Christianity. Even in Pentecostal churches, which stress healing more than any of the others, I have found that their congregations are just as sick as the rest of the population in general, and maybe even sicker. So the past few months, I have been taking professional-level courses on health, And the scientific approach to the cure of cancer, no, not the medical approach, the scientific approach, under doctors who are getting results. And by the time you read this, I will have completed five such courses. Of course, I don't know when this book was uh, published. I should have gotten that information, but it's been a long time. I don't even know if he's still alive. I, I think he's not. As I have stated, the body fails to digest proteins. Let me make this book smaller because I'm... I typically have trouble with this book uh, knowing how to get from one page to the next. (laughs) Oh, it's pathetic, isn't it? All right. All right, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. Make it large again. All right, let's see. This, they have observed, begins the cancer problem. I would just think, brothers and sisters, how many people are on this protein diet? High fat, high protein. They do not even know what they're getting. They're setting themselves up for at some point in the future. It all depends on what their vitality is when they begin it. How long they'll go before they get kicked in the back of the head. But in reality, the cause of any illness includes cancer, including cancer, is the improper balance between the anions and the cations necessary. And you remember that the anions are alkaline, the cations are acid. So between the acid and the alkaline balance, The improper balance is necessary to produce energy. The proper balance is necessary to produce energy. Any day that you do not produce more energy than your body consumes, that's the first day of your illness, regardless of how well you might feel. So how can we know from day to day how we are doing with this anion-cation balance? You will not find one doctor in a million who can tell you, in fact, All that I am saying here is new to most of them, regardless of the healing art that they follow. Really, the answer is quite simple. 
measure the pH of both the urine and the saliva. Both should read a pH of 6.40 if you're getting the maximum energy out of the food that you are eating. Any deviation from that reading, either higher or lower, is a sharp loss of energy. If the pH remains off this norm of 6.40 for any length of time, that person is sick. Remember, any time there's a loss of energy, there you will find sickness. No exception. So that's pretty simple, isn't it? Keeping your pH balanced, you'll get the maximum energy. Whenever you have a loss of energy, you begin to get sick. No exceptions. Now, can you imagine my problem with a urine pH of 5.80 and a saliva pH of 8.00? The urine was far too acid and the saliva far too alkaline. Does it really matter what illness I have? Does naming the illness correct the pH problem and cure the malady? Then what does help cure the problem? For one thing, getting the pH back to 6.4 and holding it there will surely help. Suppose you knew which foods and minerals were anionic and which were cationic. The shift would be rather easy, wouldn't it? Just consider this. All foods except freshly squeezed lemon juice happen to be cationic. The liver bile, as it enters the duodenum to make digestion possible, happens to be anionic. Suppose the liver only produced the 40% of the bile needed. I'm sorry, what if, suppose the liver only produced 40% of the bile needed. What do you suppose would happen to the pH and the energy generated from food? Furthermore, calcium is the one mineral the body needs more by weight and volume than any other. And it happens also to be anionic. Suppose you do not get the calcium that you need. What happens to the energy created? Does it uh, kind of make you wonder when the medical doctors stress iron, which is cationic, when most people desperately need anion calcium? Am I beginning to make any point? Uh, to make my point, how do you know if the energy produced from your food is low? Check your pH again. Cause and effect. The curse causeless shall not come. Now, do you anticipate the next step, the beginning of any loss of energy, the beginning of any illness, is a lack of the needed minerals from the food that we obtain the necessary from the minerals from the food that we obtain the necessary ionization. The anions and cations to create energy. Suppose you had a low pH that is one below 6.4 and not feeling well. You stuffed yourself with vitamin C. What would happen? Vitamin C happens to be cationic and it would drive the pH even lower and actually make your condition worse. Can you see that? Vitamin C is acid. You're already cationic or acid. It would make you more acid. How do you know whether to take vitamin C? Check your pH. Is there anything hard about that? That knowledge right there is worth every penny you paid for this booklet. It's the deficiency of the needed minerals in the right ratio of ion combinations that causes the cells of the body to fail to produce energy. Now keep your eyes open. What is carcinoma? It's the same thing. It's a cell that cannot produce its normal amount of energy. In other words, carcinoma is a dying cell because the lack of needed mineral that would have allowed it to produce energy and live. After carcinomas have died, they are called cancer. 
if the foregoing oops oh. okay if the foregoing is true then what is the answer to cancer it is the same as the answer to the energy crisis in the body correct the mineral deficiency so that your body urine and saliva maintain a ph of 6.40 naturally that's not quite as easy as it sounds. Now, are you ready for the next step? Suppose that we could determine by some means where the energy loss was located in the body. What would we then know? We would know the probable location of a future carcinoma and still later cancer. Well, is there a way to determine this and the extent of the energy loss? Yes, but it's beyond the scope of this little booklet. What we... Oh. About it all. What we? Why? Oh, what we are looking for here is a way to correct the problems before they get started. If we can prescribe a diet that will bring the body back to the normal pH, you will notice that you are having more and more energy. If there's no energy loss, cancer and carcinoma cannot exist. At this point, someone will ask why there is no diet to be found anywhere in this booklet. If the solution to cancer is with the correct diet, who can give me the answer? It's simple. One reader will have a pH of 5.8. The next will have a pH of 7.8. Obviously, the same diet cannot work for both. Anyone who gives you a magic diet good for anyone is a fool at best and fraud at worst. Without an analysis of the cations and anions available and the resistance called pH is known, good diet is at best a lucky guess, but... Why guess when you can know for sure? And remember, pH is just part of the answer. What's the very first thing that happens when there is a mineral deficiency in the body? I hear a spectrum of answers from doctors and others who are reading this. Laboratory tests show that the very first thing that happens, the very beginning of illness of any kind, is the breakdown of the liver. The liver's function is to produce some 6 billion different kinds of enzymes. It is these enzymes from the liver supply the raw material used by the various organs and glands. Then these organs and glands add to these enzymes certain minerals and thus produce their own output to perform certain body functions. Take, for instance, the problem of cancer. Now, why does a loss of energy cause cancer? It's been said that cancer is caused by the body failing to digest or more properly metabolizing proteins taken into the body. Yes, that's true. But why? It's because the pancreas is not producing the special enzymes needed to metabolize the protein. This statement is not new to those who have been studying the cancer problem before others. Let's provide a little review of the three functions of the pancreas. Okay, so the pancreas produces insulin hormone. It produces alcohol. And it produces pancreatic enzymes that metabolize protein. If the pancreas does not produce enough insulin, I just paged down too far. The person will have high blood sugar and may become a diabetic because you remember insulin is what eats the sugar out of your blood. So if you're not getting enough insulin, your sugar will be high. If it produces too much insulin, you will have Low blood sugar, because the insulin is eating all the sugar out of your blood, which is another form of diabetes. If the pancreas does not produce enough of the special kind of alcohol, 
The person has cold hands and feet most of the time. If severe enough, he may be cold all over at all times, in all seasons, but if there are not enough of the pancreatic enzymes, that person will develop carcinoma and cancer. Cancer patients need more of these enzymes or they must reduce their protein intake. What is the medical world in the shallow health nuts telling you night and day, eat proteins, eat proteins, they're the building blocks of the body and so forth. True, but what if that person has a pancreas that's not producing? Are you getting a hunch as to why cancer is... Uh, Okay, why well, cancer is uh, growing so fast in America. Do you honestly believe that no physician in his hospital or college laboratory has figured out what you have just learned? Of course they have. Cancer, dear reader, is good business. How about the rebound thought of taking less proteins as an answer to cancer? Well, yes, you will find those who propose this as a solution, cut the protein to match the output of the pancreas. One man's answer, among other things, is not to eat meat after the noon meal. No, that's not the answer to a sluggish pancreas. The solution is to get the pancreas to produce what's needed, regardless of how much protein you eat. Current non-AMA cancer research is still taking the medical approach, that is, looking for an artificial substitute for the failure of the pancreas, to produce is the natural enzymes. There is a natural enzyme that does for reportedly 40% of the cancer patients seem to substitute for the insufficient pancreatic enzyme and get the body to handle protein. It's known as laetrile, and it has no harmful effects even if it's taken in high doses. The only harmful effects of laetrile that can be found is that the huge slice it would take out of the drug industry. So, Laetrile is denied to the American people, and distribution of it can result in jail terms. Oh, man. I think this is a good place to stop. Um, talking about laetrile. We'll take it up again next Wednesday. And we'll try to not push too fast through this, because you actually learned a few things today. What did you learn? Balancing Acid and alkaline can get you the maximum amount of energy. 6.4 is the perfect pH for saliva and urine. And we'll, we'll talk about why that is later on in the book, I think. If not, I'll try to throw that in. And the pancreas does three things. Insulin hormone, alcohol, pancreatic enzymes that digest proteins. And if you are, don't have enough of those things, you can cut the protein out of your diet. Get it down to what the pancreas is producing so it can do some healing. But Laetrile actually helps with that. So these are the things we've learned today. And that a high-protein diet is not a good thing. And that when you take vitamin C, if you're too acid, it's not the answer. And we'll learn more about other vitamins as we go, I believe. But um, let's just close with a little prayer. Dear Jesus, please help those who are listening to be able to take some notes and learn some things and gain more control over what's happening in their health. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, it's been good. And um, I will see you in the morning for our Bible study. Take care. God bless you.